Hello and welcome to Record Rangers. I'm Johnny McFarlane and today I'm joined by Gavin Berry and making his pod debut, it's Gordon Parks. That's not exactly true. Well, Record Rangers pod debut. I can barely remember the last one we did, but we definitely (laughs) did one before. That might have have actually been Record Rangers now that you say, okay, I'm going to start again. No, I'm not. I'm not going to start again. It might be Gordon Parks' debut. So, on the pod today, we take a closer look at the Frank de Boer rumours doing the rounds and ask what he could bring to Ibrox. We preview Sunday's Old Firm Clash and look at how Graham Murty can pull off a famous victory. And Ali McCoy says Rangers need four new players to compete. So we're going to look at Rangers' summer recruitment plans and ask if the legendary hitman has missed the mark. So, guys... Straight into this Frank de Boer rumour that is doing the rounds that won't go away. Gordon, is this realistic? Not for me. I don't think so. I don't think uh, Rangers could be, should be. If it's if, if there is any kind of credibility the rumour, I think they should look elsewhere. I don't think um, Rangers need a man who's been two most recent appointments, even though big clubs, Crystal Palace playing the Premiership, will give them the benefit of the doubt. They are a big club. Mm-hmm. But he's a manager that needs to rehabilitate himself go and find himself again and Rangers don't need to take a gamble I don't think um, he knows the environment well enough despite the fact he was in Scottish football the climate's changed Rangers need more definites and I don't think Frank Devour uh, ticks that box Yeah, totally agree with Gordon um, he hasn't been a success in his last two jobs at Ajax admittedly he did do well but it's all about a building job it's he was bringing through young players, building for the future. And I think the key point that Gordon makes is about knowing the environment. They need Rangers need a manager who just knows how to get the job done. They need to know Scottish football. We've seen it in the past. Paul Gwens, it doesn't work. No, they need um, a leader. Mm. They need somebody who's got a dynamic, kind of um, aggressive approach. And I think... Frank de Boer's more continental. I don't think he's, uh, he's somebody who'll make players accountable. I think uh, he is a bit floaty in his management, and I think Rangers need a strong leader. I look at uh, de Boer and I see someone who looks at the players for blame rather than himself, and I think that's definitely been apparent over his most recent appointments, and I don't think Rangers need that. We're currently having the same debate as we did when... Rangers were looking for um, Pedro Cachinho's successor. The same things are all. Been, it's all about how much money will they have to spend. What kind of calibre of manager can they attract? So much depends on the money, the money they can pay the manager, the kind of funds that are going to be available. I mean, if you get something like Frank de Boer, how much money is he going to want to spend? So it, it, it's it so much depends on that. That's why. Previously, they arrived at Derek McInnes. That's why, because he ticked all the boxes and he didn't want it. So that sets the alarm bells ringing. But we're, I don't see really what has changed. Frank de Boer was discussed the last time. The same names will come out that's, again. That's, that's, so that's like, right. just cut through all of this. This is a rumour, <laughs> right? A rumour. And it's because it's a manager who's available. Yeah. If Frank de Boer was, was going to become the manager of Rangers, my belief is he would already be the manager. They would have got him in, the sporting team would have taken the job. Again, it's this kind of uh, long-term, long-distance rumour. There'd be something more concrete to it, and there's nothing. Again, it's just a rumour. I think Rangers fans maybe would uh, appeals to them. Yeah. But I think if it was going to happen, it would have happened by now, because Rangers are in limbo. They have a situation where they could have gone and got him, 
if the Boer wants it, he would be there. And neither's happened. I'm not even entirely sure the Rangers fans are. I, I, I'm not even entirely sure they are that convinced. My friend, you know, a big is name, it, but it's just like I think it's as Gordon says. It's just it's just too risky. Rangers can't. Rangers at the stage they just cannot afford to take any element of risk. That was why McInnes at the time was perfect at that at the time for the situation that Rangers were in because he was a guy who. Knows the he knows the market you know he knows the Scottish football he's proven proven it over the last few years he could just have come in and closed the gap. People people will look at his record Crystal Palace and see worrying signs because he went in there and tried to turn them into a sort of Dutch total football team. Yeah. They're a lower Premier League relegation fodder side, and of course they didn't score a single goal in seven games and didn't have a single. Yeah. 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 Listen, you mentioned that right? My recollection of Crystal Palace press conferences was. De Boer putting, pointing the finger at his players for not being able to carry out the instruction, his master plan, this kind of yeah. Dutch total football approach. The Rangers don't want to do a template yeah. of anything other than getting back to basics. It's right? Paul Aguain all over again. It's, it's the same thing. We heard all the same things. I'm not necessarily saying that Frank De Boer isn't a good manager, even you know, even uh, even taking into account. Is if you see Inter Milan and Crystal Palace were failures. Did very well at Ajax. He did well at Ajax. So I'm not necessarily saying that he, he will not come back and be a good manager. What we're saying is, right now, for Rangers, he's, he's not the right choice. It's difficult to lose your job as quickly as he did at two big, big clubs. Now, why would Rangers want to jump into bed with somebody who is toxic at the moment, and as a, his coaching reputation's so being trampled upon? Why would they go and put their eggs in the basket of someone who has been such a catastrophic failure? They don't need to touch that. Yeah. If you're making an argument for him, the only argument would be that he's a kind of sexy name and he played for Rangers. And that, and that would be it. And you'd be hoping he could maybe on air for a few gems. But again, it's too risky. We've been down that road before. It doesn't work. What I think we're talking about is going back to someone who knows the Scottish game. Mm-hmm. Parkson, you've been in the game, so... Who would be your pick? Who's the guy that understands what Rangers is all about and understands how to win games in this league? I just can't get Derek McInnes at my head when I come yeah. to Rangers. I just, oh, as Gav says, he ticks the boxes, he's perfect. I asked Derek McInnes yesterday at Pataudry whether there comes a point where you've had enough and you realise I need money to spend here. Yep, it might turn them on to try and build Aberdeen and gain a bit of success on a shoestring budget. Maybe that's his thing. But there must come a point where that appeal is strong enough that he goes and takes it. And by the way, you don't get that many chances to turn Rangers down, and no. I think he knows that as well. That's what we're saying. That's what <clears throat> the point we're making is that nothing has really changed from the last time. No, nothing has changed. It's not like somebody has suddenly emerged that is a better choice than Derek McInnes. Derek McInnes was the right choice by then, and he would still be the right choice again if the Rangers board were willing to go back in from, but we don't know what you would need to know is exactly why he turned it down and if the Rangers board were willing to you know, make it more attractive for whatever reasons we're talking finance girls, right? Yeah, finance for him for him or funds for for players a combination of both, but certainly the reason why he turned it down the last time the understanding is, he he earns in more than enough at Aberdeen. Yeah, yeah. Rangers weren't going to match the money that he was on. Yeah. Now, we spoke about that the last time. McInnes, if they get knocked out of the Scottish Cup on Saturday, has questions to ask himself. Can he go year after year and his head against a brick wall? 
or is he prepared to go and test himself and put his coaching talent on the line and go toe-to-toe to with Celtic? Yeah. There's, the, there's, there's a financial aspect and there's also the manner and the pursuit of him, which, as we know, I mean, he was getting frustrated yeah. by it. It was, it was crazy. Um, so if, if, the, if the Rangers board have looked around and thought, well, he's still the best man, they need to go about it in the proper manner. They know what he's looking for and why he turned it down the last yeah. time. So if they really want him, they can now get it done by making him feel more wanted and giving him an offer that he can't turn down. And to answer your question again, getting back to basics, a guy who goes in and changes the dynamic of a dressing room and makes them winners, Stevie Clark's the man. Um, so he's the alternative option. There's not that many standout candidates. No. I mean, the last time I think the couple of the names that were coming around were the likes of a kind of Gary Rowett or a Gary Monk. You know, somebody, if you were going to stay bright, somebody like that at the time Steve McLaren seemed to be a name that kept on coming up as being a Mark yeah, Allen candidate again, again I wouldn't be no, no. again let's not um, get ridiculous <laughs> I'm sorry but a man that fails at every single club he goes to isn't the guy that Rangers should be going and trying yeah, get no I mean Gary Bunk was available for that spell wasn't he mm. and, and even though Graham Murphy had been told you know, shortly before that he would be in charge till the end of the season I think a lot of Rangers fans may have been happy had they just gone and got him then too late now guys what about a name a bit out of left field mm. what about Jack Ross modern forward thinking manager plays great football at St Mirren it's a huge jump yeah. but does he have the talent to come in and do something at a club that big it's listen it does have the talent coaching talent to go and operate and get St Mirren back to the Premiership which has been terrific uh, he gets his players he gets an atmosphere all directed towards I mean the turnaround is, is at Mirren shows changing the dynamic within a dressing room getting players to carry out instruction the way that he wants it you can't talk about Jack Ross's manager Rangers I mean let's just be honest the mentality the pressure completely different ball game you need somebody who's been over the course who understands is get that bit of experience Jack's still cutting his teeth I think he's a terrific prospect but at the moment, Rangers need a leader, and there Jack is, would probably hold yeah. his hand up. The, the reason I ask Gav is just because obviously there's a director of football scenario <clears throat> in there. Yeah. And I wonder about someone like Derek McInnes yeah. fitting into that structure. Yeah. If Rangers want to maintain that structure, well, might yeah. you have to go down a different route in well, terms of a, a, a less experienced head coach? Well, possibly, but I just I don't think Jack Ross has, has done enough. I'm sure he, he is somebody who is going places, but I just think Rangers is too big a jump from. If you were going to go down that road, I think Robbie Nielsen would probably be more realistic. At least he is someone who did it at Hearts, worked under Craig Levine, had success, obviously beating Rangers to the championship that season, went down to MK Dons. Okay. Still only 37, 38. Never quite worked out. He, he has younger, no, but I'm just saying if you wanted to go down that road, he'd probably be a better option than Jack Ross, wouldn't he? He's done it at well, a level. Down, if you're going down that road, you go to Derek, Derek Adams, you say, Derek, come and do what you've done at Plymouth at my club because he has shown again that you take time to become a manager, you you, you learn as you as you as you go. There's a manager who's primed now. He's been he's he's in struggles, but he's proven himself. So if you're going down the Robin Nielsen route, yeah. you go down the Derek Adams okay. route. Yeah. You look at the Billy Davis. You look at if you're going down that yeah. kind of route, that's the kind of guy that you're looking for. But I think Rangers deserve a bigger name than that. I take it we're rolling out, Graham Marty. Then yeah. Um, I think <laughs> I think based on based on King's comments, I think uh-huh. most people would say that it's highly unlikely Graham Marty. Will get the job unless you if unless you feel no, different. No, 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 zero percent chance. Uh, yeah. the, the the statement was a null and voider for Murray, and he knows it himself because yeah. MD, MD reading it, you don't need to be uh, to, to be able to break codes to see what he meant. Yeah, timing all wrong then. Absolutely, in your opinion, yeah. Could, could you believe that? Yeah. Uh, 
he came out with it when he did. Why do you think he did? It's a season ticket seller. That's yeah. it. He's uh, now looking beyond even this season to next. Yeah. And but, I think. But did it have to be this week? Of all, you know. <sighs> See the season ticket. I mean, I don't know. I mean, do the do the renewal forms need to go on a specific day? And and that's I don't know. It, it just seems strange in you know, this week of all weeks. Or is the danger that if they lose the semi final, you then on Monday you come out and everybody's on a downer? And that he's just not a football man. He doesn't understand, he doesn't understand the consequences yeah. of that. Yeah, possibly. Okay. Well, moving on to the Celtic game. Obviously, mm. Sunday. Absolutely enormous game for Rangers, yeah. not least because um, they want to further their own ambitions to win trophies, but <laughs> there's always the element of the fact that Celtic are heading towards a double treble, yeah. which would be uh, unheard of in Scottish football. The last time any team got even close to it in 1993, when Rangers were defeated in the final against, Dun- yeah. ni- sorry, yep. against Dundee United. Yes. Um, so we know that that would mean a lot, certainly to the Celtic fans and Obviously, to Rangers fans, if Celtic were to, to get that, it would be a, a sore one. In terms of how you stop Celtic, they're not the team that they potentially were last season. Parksy, how would you set up to get about them? Well, you would certainly stick another man in the middle of the park. You would go and you would press up against Scott Brown and not allow him to go and start and spark attacks. You don't allow him to link the game from the, the back because it all stems from, from him. Then you get your strikers and you get them to push up on Boyata and on Adja. You get them up against them and you spin them and you get in behind them because I watched, I was at Celtic Hamilton game on Sunday. Celtic defensively are poor. Um, you've even got Tierney now pushing on as a auxiliary winger. They'll bring back Mikko Lustig, who again isn't the player that he was over the last couple of, couple of seasons. You go and you ask questions, you get in behind them and you don't allow Brown to bully the game and dominate. You get up against them and you don't let him. You stifle him. Whether that's McCrory to do that, yeah. perfect. But somebody has to do it. Whether yeah. it's Doherty to do it, make sure that they come off the pitch yeah. having made a mark. When you look at particularly the last two games at Ibrox, where Celtic have had a bit of joy, you think of Tom Rodgic, you know, that number 10, Celtic's number 10. How many times have they managed to you know, score from that position. The, the, the game at Ibrox earlier in the season. You think even back to the semi-final last season when Callum McGregor had a bit of joy, and I think that's why, as Gordon said, it's key. I mean, Graham Murty's big decision to make is where does he play Ross McCrory? Does he play him in the middle of the park, or does he play him as a holding midfielder? I think he has to play him as a holding midfielder. The, I understand the problem then is that people, there is not a lot of faith. In uh, Bruno Alves and Russell Martin as a central defensive pairing. Slows a week in the jail. <laughs> but the, the other argument is you could throw in Cardoso. I know he's not been that convincing, but but I mean, if you think Alves and Martin really aren't going to cut it, then Cardoso is another option. I know he didn't look too clever at Ibrox. But I think, regardless of who you pair at the back, I think McCrory has to play in the midfield in the holding room. I think it also is. It's, pretty sad that Rangers are pinning so much of their hopes on a 20 year old just coming back from injury what does that tell you mm-hmm. about with other, that he's almost being seen as a as some sort of saviour to be fair though Ryan Jack has 
seriously injured, and he would have had a major say in that role. Yeah. Absolutely, certainly would have been. He would have been involved in the conversation. What do you have to do, Johnny? Oh, but just in general about you know a boy, you know, a twenty-year-old, he's only in his breakthrough season, and you know, suddenly everybody's like when he was out injured there, it's like, will he be back? Will he be back? Well, you know, whatever he plays centre half midfield, they, sh- they shouldn't be relying so heavily on a twenty-year-old. They give me a lot of hope because if you watch Celtic's play at the moment, Sinclair's. Looks like he's Peripheral. got his mind elsewhere. I don't think uh, Moussa Dem- Dembele comes short and takes the ball to feet well now. I think he's he's gone through a lull. I think uh, Griffiths will probably, I don't know, Griffiths start. Massive, massive question. Yeah. But everything is built from the back and everything is built on Scott Brown getting the time and space to go. Changes picture mm-hmm. all the time, point of attack, keeps getting changed, keeps getting changed, and they switch it and then they, and then they go. Prevent Brown from being the anchor. If you can pull the anchor out from him, Rangers have got enough in the final third to go and cause a problem. Yeah. Hamden is a perfect stage for Russell Martin and Bruno Alves to prove mm-hmm. why they've been in the game for so long yeah. and played at such a good level and see if they can't. Rangers will lose the game. Yes. But the, the, the problem isn't as much tactical. The problem here as well, as you know better than anyone, Gordon, is psychological. How are the Rangers players, how can Graham Murty make those players believe? They've taken, you know, Brendan Rodgers said it before the first O-Firm game of this season, the Rangers players were scarred by the Derby defeats last season and we're now talking about, you know, nine games, was it nine games? I mean, how can they go into that game actually believing? And I think, and Graham Murty, I was I, I was a bit surprised that he admitted it last season, uh, last week, before the Dundee game when he said... Uh, the manner of the defeat, the manner of losing to ten men, Morelos missing the last uh, minute chance, that must have taken so much out of us, beating them up I psychologically. Think I think his players, I think his players, what's the opposite way? I think they'll believe now that you Celtic think? they're there for the for the taking. They've been up against them enough. They've been they've been hammered by them. Right. But they've also shown in that in that game that but for a twist of fate, but for a finish, right. they could have so won the game. Oh, well, I, 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 don't think, I think the psychological element's changed. I don't think there's any element of doubt in Rangers players' minds that they can go and match Celtic and beat them. And that's not been the case maybe a season ago. I think there's enough now at Rangers, quality-wise, that if they stand yeah. up, they can go and they can get a result. Listen, yeah. Celtic are not playing playing well. Celtic aren't the side. Johnny, yeah. Johnny, you're absolutely spot on. They're vulnerable, defensively very poor. Yeah. Uh, if Graham Murray wants to go out with a, a bang, he goes and he presses his strikers high up and he gets in the faces of Adia, who for me is not convincing. Beata doesn't convince me. Full-back area, Celtic are better, but if you get the ball in behind, you've got a chance. What might be a bit of a help to Rangers as well is... I mean, going into that last game, there was so, and I think there was actually a little bit too much made of it, you know, the cheering in the dressing room. But Celtic did, you know, Brendan Rodgers was able to use that, you know, as a motivation, a motivating tool for these players, you know, or they're cheering, like, you know, so I think, no, no, but I think that did put, I mean, so Brendan Rodgers pulled off a masterstroke on Sunday. His team stunk. Yeah. Stunk, no entertainment, struggled against a 10 man Hamilton. Absolutely one dimensional, mm-hmm. pedestrian, poor, poor, poor. And he changed the narrative immediately by his quote saying, Why not get Rangers in the first game in the split? Because yeah. he knew the back page would have been enter- entertainment poor. Yeah. So that's so clever, right? Yeah. But nobody's kidded on. The Rangers know yeah. this is a Celtic team but, but, not a, a but all I'm saying is the last game there was so much Everybody, people were almost just assuming Rangers were going to win the game I mean there was the Rangers camp believed that was the day they were going to finally get the win yeah. 
Okay. There was but, some momentum there. There was, right. This time, there is much, there is nowhere near as much confidence. In fact, in fact, it's going completely the opposite way now. People are saying, oh, well, Rangers don't have much of a chance here. But not that, convinced, could, that's true. that could work. Enough. I don't think Rangers fans believe. Do you think Rangers fans believe they can win as much as they did before the Ibrox? I think game? Rangers fans are seeing a Celtic side that are no longer got that awesome quality. Um, I think they look vulnerable and I think people can see Celtic for what they are. A team not firing at the level anywhere close to what they were last season and I think yeah. that's where Rangers Parks, I just want to touch on the defence with you just for a second. Um, Ross McCrory only wins 51% of his headers. So... I think he is a player who is better suited to central midfield. That means that the potential partnership, as we've already touched on, could be Alves and uh, Martin. What I want to ask you about is experienced pros who have been it and done it. Um, Why is it that managers trust to throw them into the big games? What is it that they bring um, as a pro that gives them the, the edge in games like that? It's quite simple. A temperament and a calmness for the occasion, which is vital. There's a, when you're over the course and you've been in that situation, you're not you're not as rash. You assess situations better. There's there's a calmness. Listen, games are decided on mistakes, and there's less chance of an experienced player making that mistake than a rookie. McCrory played against Celtic in his his first Celtic game, I think, and he made yeah. several rash mistakes yeah, because right. you're caught up in the heat of the moment. Yeah. Whereas. Experienced players go into autopilot and do what they've done time after time and it's that which gives managers confidence and faith in them because young players look to the older player to get the temperament of the game properly and get the focus right. And I think McCrory, having spoken to Ian McCall about this, um, when he was alone at air, he played him and trusted him to play in the middle of the park. There's two reasons for it. A, you're less... You're, you're out of the bother a bit. You're out of the danger zone. You're not going to be accountable for last man mistakes. And also, he's got an energy there which strangers need. Why then do Rangers fans not have <clears throat> so much faith in Bruno Alves? I mean, he, because he is something if you look at CV who has been over the course. But I mean, I can't believe he doesn't fill you with confidence. He doesn't. It? I can't believe the CV he has and what he's produced in Scotland. Yeah. But listen, he's earned a lot of money here. Uh, Graham Murray has to go and say, "Go and earn your money on Saturday, Sunday," because he has not convinced. There must be. A real player there to play the level that he's at. He's phenomenal in the air. He's the best player in Scotland in the air, and the statistics yeah. back that up. Five percent. Christoph Berra, seventy-three percent headers won. Mm-hmm. Bruno Alves, seventy-eight. But it's on the deck that he has problems, I think. And then in Scotland, if you're getting exploited on the deck, then I'm surprised he got away with it in Syria. Nobody likes um, having a defence base, and Bruno Alves is probably the worst in the in the Premiership covering covering ground. And I think the reason why his stats are so good in the air because he's facing the game, perfect at it. But see if you stretch him, and Celtic will know that as well. That's uh, but do this? Do Celtic have players to run in the, in the gaps behind? No, they don't. Yeah. So you think that um, ultimately, what, I mean, what what is your your uh, your overall feeling going into the game part? So you seem a little bit more confident than I was expecting for Rangers to actually potentially pull off a result. Rangers can hit the ground running at Hamden, and Rangers get a wee bit of luck. And if Celtic provide as many gifts as they gave Hamilton on Sunday then the incentive for Rangers to go and press the game, Rangers have to go and take the game to Celtic because they're crying out for that wee bit of uh, magic. Is it a Morelos that brings it? Does Kenny Miller start? Rangers, this is a 50-50 game for me because uh, I just believe 
a tale of the unexpected will happen on Sunday, and I think it will fall in Rangers' favour. Very interesting. Huh? I think for the sake of the fixture, because you don't want it to be predictable. You know, it's you, you know you want about look at the last, the semi final that Rangers won in penalties. I mean, the drama. You know, it was a real unpredictability. Nobody expected them. I would like it for that reason. You know, just to. So the people watching down south, you know, you don't want them tuning in just saying, oh, here we go again, you know. So, But I don't have as much confidence as Gordon does in there being an upset. I just think Celtic, as they proved Ibrox in that last game, when, I know they haven't been playing well. I know they're vulnerable at the back. But it just seems to be that they have players who, when it comes to the crunch, like Brown or like a Dembele or McGregor or Rogic, they, they, they can just... They can produce it. They have better players, and I do think the psychological aspect is big. It's Simon Donnelly, I think, touched on it in a press conference, conference recently, saying that Celtic, you know, during the nineties when Rangers were in that nine in a run, you know, no matter how well Celtic played, you know, a loud or a Gaza would pop up and just it just deflated them. And I think now the shoes on the other foot. But name those Celtic players that are. That, have, that are doing that week in week out now. name the Celtic players that have got that kind of carrying that well, kind of aura like, well like Tom Rogic you know so is, is Rogic going to be playing I mean I don't think he'll even play well I mean Dembele is Callum McGregor a player that Rangers should be, should be frightened of is Dembele a player that Rangers should be frightened of his stats this, this season are poor is Sinclair a player yeah. no, that Rangers should be frightened of he's, he's, he's no. falling down a hole you're talking about the stats is Patrick Roberts looking like a wee boy that's, uh, that maybe yeah. should be shipped back to Manchester City is Patrick Roberts looking like somebody yeah. that Gordon Park's got spot on in his column Thanks, that caused Johnny, him a lot yes. of consternation yeah. I yeah. think Rangers are looking at a yeah. Celtic team and they're thinking oh, no. too many guys uh, off the boil at the one team ripe for the taking uh, bring I'm, on Sunday I'm not arguing uh, with the stats you know but Dundee at home and you know Hamilton away they seem to be they know Brendan Rodgers is engaged players on it for this game and even when they're not playing at their best as when they were there for the taking that's the thing they were there for the taking in that last game and Rangers still couldn't finish them off 10 men for half an hour you know yeah. I think it'll be so, I think it'll be very close to this game and I think there's one player that we've not mentioned who I think will have a big say in the outcome for Rangers which is Graham Dorrance who's been out injured for a long yeah. time, who wasn't involved in the last game, and I think he gives Rangers something extra. If he plays yeah. in that number 10 role, which is where I think they should play him, yeah. he can actually have a major impact. And yeah. if he can get on Scott Brown, he's got the energy, yeah. and he's got the nous, and he's got the experience yeah. to actually get in about Brown in a way I don't think anyone else in that Rangers team has the ability to do. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean that is the good thing about it. I mean, because, you know, for so long with... We spoke about the old firm game and Rangers didn't have really players. You were looking around and saying, who can you? now you look at somebody like Dorans, yes, you're right to see him, but also Candias. I think Candias is the one, I mean, he has been the pick of the bunch for yeah. Rangers this season. I mean, I mean, if he's on it, um, and Jamie Murphy, of course, I mean, mm. he's another one who he, he was decent and he was decent in that last old firm. He's been a good signing, he so has far. been, he has been, and you can see the quality, you know, in those players. If, if they can step up, they have got the players who can do it. Okay, guys, well, we'll move on to Ali McCoyst and his comments that Rangers need four players to compete with Celtic. Summer recruitment is obviously, will be something that clubs up and down the land will be starting to think about now. It's just common sense to get your ducks in a row. Um, Parksy, how many players do you think they need to have a consistent challenge to Celtic over the course of a season? 
going into sort of April May time with a chance of still winning that league. Well, proper football clubs start the recruitment in February. They do it once the transfer window shuts in January. So Rangers, whoever comes in and takes that task, is already playing catch up. So. Any targets that they have, if Mark Callan hasn't shown them up yet, which I've got serious doubts because players don't generally sign for clubs when they don't know who the manager's going to be. So, um, as Coyster writes in four, I think he's been um, generous to Rangers. I think they do need at least half a dozen proper football players. Um, guys like Josh Windass, um, for, they can, he, he, he can go. There's, there's others that aren't quite going to take you to the level that Rangers need to be there's too many Jason Holtz uh, there's too many Jason Cummings he can go back to Forest. <coughs> you've got uh, Russell Martin I'm sorry but a uh, lovable guy not good, en- not good enough 650 Bruno Alves, Bruno Alves. <laughs> it's not it's, it's, if you're talking about players that are going to go and enhance and lift them to a quality that will go and compete against proper top level players I've just listed half a dozen that can go because they've not got it. So what, what kind of players, Gav, do they need to be targeting? Is there anyone off the top of your head and Scottish players or players with experience that you think that's in Rangers' budget? For me, the one that sticks out that fits Parksy's um, sort of uh, strategy there would be the former Hamilton player, now down south, going out of contract, James MacArthur. That's the kind of player for me. If Rangers could persuade him to come back up the road. Yeah, but that, that would be a kind of Graham Doran's style one, wasn't it? Rangers fan... You know, Doran's Graham. When you look at someone like Graham Doran's proven at the top level, James MacArthur fits that bill. But the problem is, I mean, when you're talking about, you know, if, if Parsley's talking about sort of six players of that, you know, calibre, it's, it just comes back to money. It's a question of money again. I mean, yeah, we, 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 I, I hate, I hate that we, phrase. He's a Rangers fan. I mean, well, was, for that, was Scott Brown a Celtic fan before he signed for Celtic? I believe that he supported a different team. Well, here's, here's my point, <laughs> no, no, right? No, 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 but hang on, hang I know, on. I know why people say it, right? Greg Doherty, Rangers fan, lifelong dream. Yeah. Jamie Murphy walked yeah. back to Scotland to play for Rangers. Go to bring good professionals and good proper it's leaders and pay them because you've got plenty of centre halves in England yeah. that would come and lead and be dominant. Win your headers and not look as if the, the, the chains come off your bike. Okay, Parksy. Per- 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 perfect example of that, Parksy. John McGinn. Not for me. Not for Rangers? No. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if he was a bit, the problem is now they're, they're, they're not going to be able to afford John. And, and if it goes anywhere, it goes to I Celtic. Mean, There's no way John yeah. John McGinn signing for Rangers yeah. in a million years. You don't yeah. think he would he would sign for Rangers if he didn't have? Well, example, you're talking about the Celtic Rangers, the fans, the family association. Probably right, but it's not going to be an option for him, right? He's got, he's got other options because he's going to have other options and more attractive. I think that's why you, when you're talking about somebody like James McCarthy, it's the same way Graham Dorn's the key with these guys is that they've been around, you know, they've they've moved on, they've moved down south and, you know, they're getting to the stage of their career where they, they may be saying, well, I've always wanted to play for Rangers, this has been my last chance, but they're still good enough, you know, to do a job. Like Jamie Murphy, mm-hmm. like, so that, so James MacArthur is perfect. See, I think Coyster's also, Coyster knows that, the half a dozen, sorry, the four that he's, that he's talking about, he's, he's not including Jamie Murphy and Cummings. Yeah. And Goss and whoever, whoever else, because I guarantee you, all these players will be talking to their agents saying, "Get me a backup here." Yeah. Well, Jamie Murphy's—that's I, I believe that in June the second that becomes a permanent yeah. transfer, no matter what. I've got good sources down at Brighton yeah. who, who say that's the case. That's so, true. but it all comes down to a question of when you're talking about the quality and getting you know a complete rebuild, it comes down to money. I mean, how much are they going Johnny, to have? You're, you're, you're a Rangers fan, right? Allegedly, <laughs> <laughs> you watched them week in, week out. 
People will go, there's a guy just lambasted the quality of my Rangers team. Do you disagree with anything that I've said there about the guys? I mean, is, is Jason Holt going to go toe-to-toe with Scott Brown? And is Jason Holt, or Jason Cummings for that matter, going to be the guy that gets you the goal against Celtic? No, is the answer to that, sadly. I think that you're, you're spot on in that there needs to be a level that's brought into the club that understands the unique pressures of playing week in, week out for Rangers and that winning goes above anything else. And it's not about fancy football and it's not about um, tactics a lot of the time at Rangers. It's about the mentality of grinding out results. And they need players that have been through the course, they understand Scottish football, they understand the club and they understand the unique pressures of being in the Glasgow Goldfish Bowl. And I know it's a it's a cliche, but it's a cliche because, like many cliches, it's true. And Rangers need to get that kind of player in. See that yeah, question you asked about why do, why do players managers trust seasoned professionals, right? Graham Dorns will go and show for the ball and take it all day long on Sunday. Other players won't because the temperament within them isn't strong enough to cope with that uh, pressure. Graham Dorns, you can put your you can put your hat on and say absolutely he wanted to go and create. Whereas the fitness base just now to go and do that is a different matter. But proper player Dorns, yeah. uh, that kind of player. You're playing down the, the fact, you know, that he was a Rangers fan or, or is a Rangers fan. I, but, I just but, I find, I, it, I no, find no. it in the professional game nowadays yeah, it's no, a bit no. of a lazy but, kind of all. No, but I actually no, I agree with you in that. But I actually think in the current climate that Rangers need to, you know, I think it's a factor. I think they're kind of emotional pull for guys like that is. So you know, like, it's a factor. I mean, how much would Jamie, Mur- you know, Jamie Murphy wanted to play for Rangers? Graham Dorns probably wanted to play for Rangers. James MacArthur might want to play for Rangers. Because part, so, part of it not re-establishing the Rangers' identity after the Kashina yeah. era where it's been Portuguese players yeah. and Mexican... We're talking about professional football at the highest level. Yeah. If, if you're going to have to go and ask players to perform because of some kind of heart belongs to Rangers element, I'm sorry, you need to go and get players who want to get paid yeah, how much, to get success. But how much is this going to... I mean, oh, what's see, it going to see if, I mean, what's the money? See, if I'm a Rangers fan, right? If I'm a Rangers fan and I have this... Association with the club that mm. I've been a season ticket holder and I go and play for them. Mm. Maybe it works the opposite way. It's too much pressure. Oh, it's, it's family consequences. I'm going home tonight. My dad's going to say, you were, you were rotting the day, son. My team. Go and be professional about it and focus on winning without having the, the, the heart strings getting tugged yeah. because it increases the pressure. Yeah. But, but I keep saying it comes down to cash. You look at somebody like Kenny McLean who has been playing well in the Scottish Premiership for Aberdeen. Now, there was even a bit of kind of debate over was he, you know, is he good enough? Would he have been a good enough signing? But even if Rangers had wanted to try and sign him on a pre-contract, they probably wouldn't have been able to compete with what Norwich City mm. are offering him. And that's, it's always going to come back to that problem. <laughs> Again, what? no matter how much association you've got or affiliation or, or love for a football club, if they double your cash, you're going elsewhere. Yeah. Unless you're at the stage of the career of Adorns, who has, you know, money's maybe not the motivating factor. Because he's made a few quid. James MacArthur's made a few quid, so... Just a final question on this, guys, and then we'll, we'll, we'll wrap this up. Just on Alfredo Morelos, who has been subject to a lot of speculation. Parksy, what do you make of Morelos as a player? And do you think he'll be someone that will move on in the summer? If he moves on, he's moving on for a third of the value that he was getting quoted at um, in the January transfer window. I think he's a young player. He's got good things. His temperament's questionable. I think he gets involved in things he doesn't need to. He's not a definite finisher. He doesn't come to the ball with a definite touch. He works at his best when he's rolling players and trying to get him 
behind and he's thinking off the cuff. I think when he's asked to think about things, he's got a problem. <coughs> Certainly not the finished article, a work in progress. Whether he stays or whether he goes, uh, it's a couldn't care less kind of element, I think. There's better out there. He's young, but I mean, if they were offered that kind of money in January, they should have taken it and invested it in other areas of the squad. Yeah, yeah. it's clear to me that he's a work in progress. I mean, um, you, you can't really be a, a really good Rangers player up front and score less than 25 goals a season, and he looks like he might struggle to hit the 25-goal mark. Staggeringly, if you look at the league goals, even the Celtic strikers that have scored, mm. it's Ill- incredibly how few, and mm-hmm. you not get anybody that's hitting the 2025s. It's uh, a strange anomaly. Why do you think that is? Don't know the answer to that. Um, and I think it's maybe a kind of yardstick of how it's not been a vintage season, it's not been great. Uh, I think you're even looking for managers of the year now, you can enter the championship for Jack Ross. Mm-hmm. Nobody's been that enamoured with Stevie Clark. Stevie Clark. Be there. Possibly be, Stevie Clark. He, he, yeah, he, he, he would be there, yeah. anyone. But he's not an old an old firm manager. The usual candidates aren't stepping up to the plate. You're probably going to give player of the year to a guy that sits in an anchor role and builds play rather than scores goals. So uh, I think it's been a strange season. OK, that's all from us. We'll be back next midweek with more news and analysis from all things Rangers. If you want to get in touch with us to continue the debate, you can. I'm on Twitter at Johnny R. McFarlane. Gav is at Gavin Berry... DR. DR. And Parksy says... Don't, don't, don't. I just don't. Don't close I, to tweeting me. If you don't agree with me, get, tell Johnny McFarlane. <laughs> uh, don't forget to subscribe at iTunes or Audio Boom to get the podcast as soon as it becomes available. And if you liked it, please review and rate us on there too. Thanks for listening. Oh,